with EX1063, you're listening to the Queen City Improvement Bureau. This weekly meeting is now in order. So let's start with uh, attendance and maybe maybe we'll have quorum this week. Maybe. I maybe. think it's unlikely. Okay. Well, you, know, you never know. Sometimes people show up. No, Nobody ever shows up, but sometimes people show up. So let's see. We have Kale Devane. Uh, nope, no Kale Devane. Kale, 90s action movie star. Kale fell, Devane. Fell on hard times in the early aughts, starred in some pretty unfortunate softcore films. Kale Devane? Oh, now I know where you, uh, I, I've heard of him. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I'm not him. Oh, no, no, of course you're not. Absolutely I, not. So, but no. you, you're not on this list, and you are? Uh, Paul Deshane. Uh, you're here every week. I am. That's right. Yeah. Sorry. Paul Deschene. Okay, and... I'm wearing a different shirt, so... That would do it. Yeah. And uh, same head, though. Same head. Yeah, I, that was a dead giveaway. And we have uh, Malin Foreman. Um, Malin, Malin Foreman. The, D- sorry, that's my to-do list. I have to uh-oh. mail a Foreman. I'm Aiden Morgan. <laughs> sorry. Uh, these, these, are, these are the things I always okay. say. I'm, I'm, I apologize. Oh. Uh, do we have quorum? No, no, no. We don't have quorum. There's only two. So, well, nothing here is binding today, but we uh, we will forge ahead nonetheless. Uh, let's start. Uh, let's adopt uh, the agenda. Uh, I move to uh, adopt the agenda. I'll second that motion. Okay, and both uh, vote. Okay. Yep. Agenda is adopted. All right. Nice. So. What's on? What's first up on the on the agenda? Okay. Well, tonight we have like a special a special presentation uh, uh, from a Ryan Holata. Ryan Holata, oh, the director of business development and visitor services at the Science Center. The same, the very same Ryan. Hello, Ryan. Hello. Thank you for having me at the bureau. Hello. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Do you did you get past security? Okay. It, it was it was rough, but I, I made it through. Okay, that's that's good. I, I'm happy to hear it. And we also have uh, we have Shane Hunetka. Yeah, yeah. Hello, Shane. Hello. And Shane is an um, expert on a movie we'll be talking about. Um, first off, I noted I was looking at the Science Center website last night, Ryan, and uh, I, I had a lot of tabs open on my browser, <laughs> but uh, I, I couldn't help but notice that you are not only Ryan Loda, but Nyarla Sotep, the... Uh, Crawling Chaos and God of a Thousand Forms, it says here. I actually didn't mean to post that on the website. I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. My secret I, identity is lost. There, I mean, there's there's no judgment. Um, I'm pretty sure that you took the job at the Science Center to harness the Eldritch Power and awaken gods from their stony sleep. <laughs> this was my guess. It's the only thing that makes sense. The, yeah, I mean, this, we... We did a lot of research on this, and I just, I, I mean, I've known you personally. I looked at this, I saw a stalker among the stars, God of a Thousand Forms, the Crawling Mist. I thought, that's that's Ryan. That totally sounds... Definitely Ryan. Yeah. The, the, the resemblances. It's, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's no tentacles, yeah. but I mean, that's, yeah. It's, that's a costume. It's, tentacles are just... 
<laughs> Prosthetics. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. Under, understood. So what what is this? You said that there was like a big movie there coming is, up that we had to talk about at yeah, tonight's meeting. Right, the one it's showing showing uh it's showing in Regina. Uh, uh-huh. it's the continuation of a beloved franchise. Right. Uh, we do, of course, referring to um, Alvin and the Chipmunks, the road chip movie. Yeah, yeah, and, and Shane Hanetka is yeah. the res- the Regina expert on the road chip on the chipmunk movies. Yes, so I th- yeah. we thought we'd ask. I mean, my, my I mean, my 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 real question though is road chip. Yeah, I mean, in the movie, as far as I know, and you can confirm this, uh, the chipmunks think that through a comical misunderstanding. That Dave is going to get married uh, in Miami and dump them and get a new family. So they go on a road trip to Miami. Okay. Do you think there's? Do you think it's a coincidence that the movie is called Road Chip, or do you think there's a play on words? Um. Well, um, as I'm not that much of a fan of the Elvin and the Chipmunk movies. Uh, um, what? Yes. Um, they are, in many ways, my arch nemesis. And, uh, in, in what ways? Well, every way. <laughs> <laughs> They're just really annoying movies. Um, but yes, because, the, you know, if you go online and you look up Alvin and the Chipmunk Review, you're like, you know, on the first Google page. Y- am I? Yeah. I was unaware you've, of that. You've written more uh, Alvin and the Chipmunk reviews, I think, than anybody else in Saskatchewan. But they are the most insulting reviews that has ever been posted on the, such subjects. Okay. We, we, didn't, we didn't really have a lot of time to click on the links, um, so we didn't... We, we assumed it would be positive, um, but that's okay. Well, I mean, no. Uh, well, yeah. But, uh, I mean, you know, if you want to talk on, like, play on words, you know... Yes. Chips, I mean... I don't know. Um, personally, I think you know they're referring to you like you know like um, like a cow chip, like a, a like a oh, right. sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. And I'm thinking that's just kind of what this whole film will be like, you know, just kind that... of a, a road chip, you know, a pile of uh, yeah, oh, chip. Oh, I, I chip. didn't. I didn't yeah. That's uh, which this leads me, I think, into my this next is, question. Just so you know, this is a family meeting. I, I yes, guess. I, 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 yeah. I was, yes. Exactly. Yeah. Um, though, but I mean, the real question is. How do they come up with this stuff? I mean, like that's that's just like great wordplay. Like, where where do they get the writers to come up with this great stuff? Um, well, it is Hollywood. They do hire really top notch talent for these things, right? So, mm-hmm. <laughs> this um, is true. I'm sure five, six, seven people sat around thinking of ideas for the next movie and inadvertently came up with this title so probably perhaps perhaps Wallace probably subliminally not realizing Mm -hmm. um you know that their whole life work is just a big chip and uh I'm, I'm getting the sense here like are you suggesting that the Alvin and the Chipmunk franchise might be played out um it was played out with the first film yes okay fair fair enough that's a fair criticism and now we're in what is it four five ten I don't know where we are in the, the, um, the scheme of things anymore. I just know that it won't stop. They just won't stop making these things. I do know that the uh, that the tagline for this movie is "Fast and Furious," uh, which I don't I don't understand what that's about. They, they're obviously mm-hmm. furry and they're probably moving fast. So, so, and, so and, hopefully, and, if it's a road trip, they're moving fast through the windshield. That's that's kind of what I'm hoping for. <laughs> Again, a fair criticism. And any other movies coming up? Anything we should be There's going out to see? Big one, I think. Um, uh, let me think about it for a sec here. Um, it is a sequel, though, isn't it? It's a continuation. 
Much like Alvin and the Chipmunks. Much like Alvin and the Chipmunks. Have you have you heard of any big new big new movies that we should be paying attention to? I I think there was another one coming out on the same date as that Alvin and the Chipmunks movie, right? Oh, yeah. I don't I don't know. I mean, they're competing against that at the box office. Um, It was Star Star Ah, Star Trek. I know Star Star Battle. Star Battle Battle on the Stoops. Star. Oh, I've got it written down here. Star Wars. Star Wars. Oh, that's right. Yes, Star Wars. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Waking up with the Force. Yeah. No, it's Force Awakens. Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Uh, What kind of like regret would you feel if you woke up with the Force in bed next to you? That will be quite the strange and odd night. Yeah. Um, it's so if you go to a bar and George Lucas is there, just walk away immediately. I think is the idea. So yeah. That's that's all I can say. Uh, I feel the stirring in the so. sheets that I've not felt before. Um, so where is this movie playing that people should go see it, Ryan? Well, uh, probably the the best place in Saskatchewan to see it would be at the Kramer IMAX Theater, which is housed within the Saskatchewan Science Center. Really? Yeah. So you guys have brought this in for its science content? It's <laughs> yes, educational. Well, <laughs> we brought it in because we thought that it would be uh, just a fantastic fit uh, with the, the people that use the Science Center and the people that use our theater. So. Awesome. Yeah. And it's on IMAX, you say? That's right. IMAX yeah. 1570 film, actually. It's on film? It's on film. They still do that. They, well, not a lot. Which is is kind of why it's so special to have it have it on film, right? Um, there's actually only 15 theaters in the entire planet that are showing this movie on film. Really? Yeah. And Regina is one of them. And Regina is one of them. The only one in Canada, and one of 15 on the planet. Huh. Yeah. That sounds to me like a complete improvement on things. Yeah. And and well in keeping with our mandate. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Thank you for improving our joint. Yes, that's where I start. <laughs> we uh, do what we can. Can you can you tell us a little bit about the process of how how the science center got uh, got this you know the Force Awakens on film to the site to the uh, IMAX? Yeah, well, um, really, um, we work really closely with IMAX anytime there is a film that's that's available, um, and then of course with Disney as a partner for this one, we were. Um, really happy to be able to to put everything together and to bring it into Regina. So, yeah. cool. Yeah. Do you, no, I've I've got tickets. I, I mean, I, 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 I didn't. I, I well, I wasn't able to buy tickets for the Road Chip movie, so they were sold out all the whole run. So I, I was looking on. I looked online and I saw this. Got momentarily distracted by lots of pages on Nerlathotep, uh, but then 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 bought, found bought me some tickets at the uh, downtown at the. At the IMAX. I'm sure Elvin and the Chipmunks will be playing at uh, the Golden Mile for about a year. <laughs> Probably, Probably longer. It was, I believe, a year and a half. their standard runtime there. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> oh, good. That, that leaves me many opportunities to see that movie several times. So how long is Star Wars going to be playing at the Science Center? Well, we don't have an official end date for it. Really? <clears throat> yeah. So, um, I mean, you know, in theory, we have an end date for it. But we're basically going to be playing it for as long as, as people are coming to see it. So... Uh, if you didn't get your tickets for you know that first two week run, there will be plenty of opportunities still to to see it in the future. So yeah, yeah. Are, are you guys sold out for the first weekend? Or? We have we are not. Oh um, really? If you have Friday off the eighteenth, we have about forty tickets left for the nine forty five a.m. show. Oh, so that's there's a, a perfect lot time. of kids who are out of school by then, <laughs> or a lot of kids that might not go to school that day. Yeah, <laughs> and people calling in sick for work probably. And <laughs> yeah. 
<clears throat> well, we probably can't recommend that people skip school or call sick. They can, and they should, to, just to see this movie. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, I don't know. Is it going to be worth it, Shane? Is this... I would hope so it's going to be worth it. But what's your, what does your gut tell you? Uh, because I'm cautiously optimistic, I'll be this way. Okay. Because you are like a movie reviewer for Prairie Dog Magazine. Yes. And so you've you've seen all of these Star Wars films. I have one. Right. Now, I think the last film in that series would have been mid-1980s, and they've taken all this time to finally come out with a sequel. I'm really glad they didn't get on the uh, the prequel train like yes, all those yes. other it films. It would be terrible if they were like, say, three prequels yeah during the late 90s mid early 2000s yeah. that because uh, nobody really wants to know darth vader's backstory no you, no. you want to be able to imagine that and sort of you know loom ominously over you for your ch your entire childhood um yes yes um marvel comics are currently doing comics of star wars and they're doing a vader comic and he's so he's so badass yeah, <laughs> and it would be shame to think that they would make a prequel where he was some sort of whiny, sobby. You, you couldn't, you couldn't associate the character with that other character. It just wouldn't work. Yeah, but he was probably as as a child though he'd be whiny and sobby, and most ridiculously would be filled with like tiny creatures that like gave him force powers, <laughs> like the Smurfs, <laughs> like the Smurfs, <laughs> the ultimate crossover. <laughs> That was, was not actually, something I, I had thought of until this very moment. So are you saying that Darth Vader is just basically a whole bunch of Smurfs in a Darth Vader suit? Possibly glued operating, together? Yeah. Yes. Ooh, that's really awful. I think now so. Now I can't wait to see this film. Perhaps with Papa Smurf or Brainy Smurf on top. Right. Or maybe yeah. like James Earl Jones, like just really crunched down yeah. and, and not happy about it at all. This is my guess. Yeah, damn, we should write prequels to the Star Wars films. We <laughs> should. Be awesome. We should actually we should actually go back in time to the nineties and make some great prequels with Darth, with Darth Vader as a whiny kid full of Smurfs. <laughs> full full of Smurfs full of force power. Yeah. And get Liam Neeson to like grow his hair really long and sort of stare like sort of stonily into the distance all at all times, looking embarrassed. I think this would be fantastic. All right. Um, so, what what kind of an experience? This IMAX. It's on film. This is unlike it is all the film, other yeah. films are going to be playing it in digital. <clears throat> yes. Uh, what is what what do people expect? Big, really big. Yeah, absolutely. So um, many of this, or well, we don't know how many of the scenes that were shot on IMAX um, cameras actually end up in the film because nobody's seen the film, right? Um, but there were, as as I understand it, a number of different scenes that were shot using IMAX. Um, film cameras and so hopefully that as many of those as possible are going to end up in the in the final cut to end up showing on the on the big screen mm -hmm. <coughs> oh, sorry. And, and nothing and nothing just you know that jj abrams like shot on like a handheld iphone <laughs> no right. i don't think so oh. <laughs> he used film for most part didn't he though? yeah i think most of the film was shot in 35 millimeter yeah and then when he goes when he went looking for those scenes that had a really big impact that's when he pulled out the imax cameras and, and shot with those so nice yeah fantastic are you yourself a, a big star wars fan Ryan? i i am a big star wars fan yes so I'm I'm super excited to see it. I I haven't bought my tickets yet because I'm I'm being like sacrificing so that everybody else in Regina can 
can get in line first, but but I will see well, it very soon. Well, that's so. a noble sacrifice. Yeah, I wow. thought so. Thank you. <laughs> Are you guys going to be selling merch? Uh, not any official Star Wars merch. Yeah. No. no. Yeah. Is there anywhere in the city to get official Star Wars merch? Um, uh, there's a couple of different places, I believe. Yeah. Maybe a place I'm associated with. I'm not too sure. Okay. <laughs> so, full disclosure, if people find you at Comic Readers, you will sell them Star Wars merchandise. If I have any in stock, yes. Okay. Which I have a little bit, yes. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Is it selling well? Just out of curiosity. It is. It yeah? is. Yes. Um, the pop vinyl stuff, I've, I've blown through. Those are those little, like, the little things weird, with their yes. gigantic heads? Yes. Yeah. Um, the Star Wars license are actual bobbleheads, unlike the rest of the pop vinyls. But uh, right. the BB-8 for the new movie, he's gone. I've sold out. Right. That's the little round droid? The little round droid. Right. The uh, the little remote control one? Is that the one I I haven't about? actually got, but I've had a ton of people looking for those, and yeah. I don't have those. I, I've seen one, actually, like, operating around, and it's it's amazing. It looks... It's just, it's freaky, the way that the thing moves. It's unbelievable. Where did you see this? Uh, actually, one of the people that works at the Science Center. Uh, oh, really? Owns one, yeah. Nice. So, it's radio control. I think it uses your iPhone to uh, to control it. So. Cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, will there be any sort of tie-in displays related to Star Wars at the Science Center, or just, is it just going to be limited to the film? Uh, it will just be limited to the film. There is um, a traveling exhibit for Star Wars that's going around there, but um, it's booked up for quite some time so <laughs> we won't be having that understandable uh, yeah so but no we're still really excited about it and that the tickets except for that one show that whole opening weekend is completely full and then um because the most popular shows are always like the 7 p.m and the and then the 10 p.m shows and those are booked up like towards the end of december already so or mm -hmm. almost there's there's still tickets available so cool. so yeah. what are the odds that you're actually the Science Center was actually just pranking us, and you're going to show the Star Wars Holiday Special when we show up. <laughs> um, there, it's there's a chance, but it's not a not a big chance. That's yeah. that's good. I mean, I'm, I'm willing to take that risk myself. So. <laughs> and uh, are you are people allowed to dress up for this? Yes. So yeah. they we absolutely we encourage people to dress up. They they can wear you know the Darth Vader outfits if they want to or our lightsabers. Um, are lightsabers are allowed, but we request that people would leave their blasters at home. We don't oh. want anybody bringing any blasters to the uh, to the theater. But yeah, bring your lightsabers. We're oh wait, is that for real though? That you're discouraging blasters in the uh, theater? Yes, definitely okay. for real. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Damn. Yeah. <clears throat> I never get to take my blaster out anymore. That's, that's making me very sad. A limit, a limit to the amount of alcohol we can sneak in, uh, probably. That zero ounces. Zero yeah, ounces. We have a, yeah, we have a strict limit on that. So Okay, that's yeah. fair enough. I will, I'll do all my drinking beforehand. Yeah, or you come to one of our After Dark Nights, oh. and then you can drink as much as you want at the theater, right? So what are these After Dark Nights? Tell us more. Oh, well, that's something that we do. We do them once a month. At the Science Center, we show like classic films at the IMAX, not in IMAX format, but in regular IMAX. But you have to be 19 to come, and they're licensed events. We set up a bar. So actually, our last one was last night. We had Christmas Vacation. Nice. It oh, was fantastic. good. It was fantastic. Those sold out shows. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one of the vacation movies that actually, like, I think, seems better in hindsight than when I saw it. At the you know the first time through yeah mm. yeah it's, it's also a good one to play at Christmas time <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's right. a natural fit yeah. no we had it we actually not to not to go off but um, 
we have t- like ten of them planned for for the course of the year, and uh, the one in January we we canceled because of Star Wars, but we were going to show Akira actually, which we were really excited oh. about. So we'll probably tack that on to the end of the run, or maybe it'll be the first one we start on next season or something like that. Right. So, yeah. Oh, that sounds fantastic. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, but you do, like, it, this is a race now. You have to make sure that Star Wars stays in IMAX here longer than the chipmunks stay in Regina. <laughs> well, that's that's up to the people of Regina. But okay. I'll, I'll, I fully support that. So yeah. Otherwise, and, the dark side will have won. That's be conclusive proof. <laughs> in, in some ways, up to the people of Canada, actually, right? Because it's the only film theater in the country. So. Yeah. so there's well, nothing in Saskatoon or Moose Jaw. They could come down here to see it in IMAX. Anywhere. We actually, we've sold tickets um, to people in the United Kingdom that really? are coming wow. to see the film. I imagine that they have other things that they want to do here as well. But And Ontario and British Columbia. and So like, yeah. Vancouver doesn't have a film theater, the IMAX film theater, that uh, would be playing it at all? No, no. Oh. The only film theater in Canada is the one in Regina. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, that's yeah. very exciting. Yeah. Um, so we're here on uh, 91.3 CJ- CJTR, uh, Regina's Community Radio. You're correct. Yeah. Um, and uh, there was something else on the agenda that we needed to ask Ryan about. Um, apparently you have uh, an urban planning exhibit at the uh, Science Center right We now. do. That's our, our brand new permanent exhibit, actually. We oh, it's l- permanent? It's permanent, yeah. We launched it in... Uh, I guess October was sort of the official grand opening, so we're very excited about it. It's called Building Connections, Uh and uh, the urban planning is just one part of it. There's actually, it's sort of three themes to it. So we talk about um, actually home construction, so um, how the materials have changed, um, how the processes have changed, that type of thing, and then just what goes into building a house. Um, And then... Of course, the community planning part, um, what it takes to plan a community, what types of things you need to think about, how close do you want your apartment building to the garbage dump, for example, right? Um, and then the third component is actually powering those communities. So um, how do you produce that electricity and then how do you get it into the homes that, you know, we all need electricity for reading and writing and heat, you know, it's getting cold out. So, yeah. yeah. The um, when, when you come up, I've, I've been to it. Uh, the first section, there's these uh, tr- these metal triangles with uh, bolts, and it's like it seems like there's like this option, uh, this opportunity to make like insane stuff. Yeah, in there. Yeah, that that those um, those items are part of our build a truss exhibit. So yeah. the idea being that um, there's a lot of, of course math and engineering that goes into supporting a roof, right? Um, and a lot of it is just based on the concept of a triangle being the s- strongest structure. Um, but so we actually have all of the bits and pieces to go ahead and, and build one of these things. So, and I don't mean little, like, I mean, if you've been there, you've seen it. Some of these pieces are, you know, a couple feet across. So like if you built a truss, it would be like, you know, eight or nine feet long, right? If yeah. you put it all together. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, it, it's yeah. almost like a human sized mechano. <clears throat> yeah. It kind of, there you go. Yeah. yeah Grown up sized mechano or something. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and then next to it you also have like uh it's like a an interior of a house where you can like put shingles on yeah. and do insulation. And uh I took my son and he just stayed there. He could have stayed there indefinitely. Yeah, it's so yeah, you've got like the hard hats and like hammers and yeah, tools little tool and belts stuff. and yeah. stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that house it's a it's a two-story house and uh there's so that it's one of those things, you know, everything we do at the science center is Sometimes for kids, but sometimes for adults, and we try and sort of merge that all together, right? So 
Um, there's a little con- a human-powered conveyor belt on the side of it, so you can stack your shingles onto there and, you know, take them up to the roof. And then you can actually, the kids can actually shingle the roof. But all throughout, there's um, cutaways into the actual construction, how a wall is actually built. And even the materials, um, you know, there's engineered lumber and steel beams and all that type of thing. Yeah, for yeah. people to see. So, yeah, it's yeah. a lot of fun. You hang your own siding and put your own shingles on. And there's even, we have these uh, uh, foam bricks that you can build around the columns of the posts that support the the top of the roof. So Yeah, no, it seemed really popular. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. The, the the neighborhood layout section, though, it's yeah. uh, it's just like you've got like um, like big blocks. They're like three feet tall, and you can move them around. You can like lay out your own city. Yeah, you can like, yeah. like literally, yeah. Yeah, physically lay out your city yeah. where you want the houses and the schools. And there's a fire department and a yeah. an arena. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there was like a business building and a dump. There's like a yeah, cylinder that represents yeah. the dump, and then there's like a bunch of uh, um, windmills to yes. power your city. And so I figured out how to beat it, how to win this game. Okay, oh. you, what you have to do is you just pile everything into the center. And you can like, there's like a business building, and you can like put the dump right on top of it, <laughs> and then you don't have to worry about it anymore. Sure. Well, it's like the. Yeah. Uh, you know, they put water towers on top of skyscrapers and exactly. that's cities. Yeah. yeah. And then everything stacks, right? And these are like these are like heavy plastic blocks that are about three feet tall and you can stack them all up and you can make like a really tall but compact form city. But if a child bumps into it, they're there was a problem. <laughs> did did you knock over some buildings? Uh, maybe onto a child. Oh. <laughs> Well, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. I, I hear that if you if you actually do everything correctly, the it actually makes the uh, diorama of the stone city of uh, Relia. Really? Where, where dead Cthulhu lies dreaming under under watery fathoms. So clearly you yeah. put together this exhibit. This is what I was thinking. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay. I think that's it. Is that I think yeah. I think I think we are we have we have talked a lot about that. We're quite happy. Thank you yeah. very much. Yeah. So, so uh, when does this Star Wars film start? Uh, first show is December 17th at uh, 7 p.m. Okay. So, And then uh, we have uh, opening weekend. There's five shows a day and then uh, four shows a day every day for as long as people want it, basically. Okay. Yeah. And... Um, so- we uh we'd like to present you as as official improvement vectors for the uh the recognized by the Queen City Improvement Bureau. We have certificates of improvement for both of you. Thank you. you. Thank you very much. Yep. And and one for and one for our guest Shane Hanekka. Oh, ro- official road chip expert of the Queen City Improvement Bureau. And Ryan Loda, possibly Nyarlathotep. Uh, that that is an anagram for my name actually. It, I thought so. I, just, I, I had this sense. All right. Uh, so it's the getting close to the half hour mark. Uh, we've got to move on to innovative revenue tools. Any innovative revenue tools this week? Well, I don't know if you remember, but I think it was the... Um, I don't back, remember. You don't remember back? No. I think it was like October 29th. We had a report come up from the Open Spaces Purposing Working Group. Hmm. We just got a report back from the Open Spaces Repurposing Working Group. Ah, okay. And um, what they noted, we we talked we talked about this last week in our uh, discussion of box stores about how many uh, vacant parking lots there are in the city most of the time. How uh, you know, except at Christmas time, except uh, you know during those like crazy days of shopping, 
uh, most box store parking lots sit about 75% empty. So there's all mm. these open spaces that they're just, they're not doing anything. So the Open Spaces Repurposing Working Group is looking to, for a way to repurpose these spaces. Now, obviously, you need to use them during Christmas time. So what they're thinking is uh, that they could get, uh, you know, those, um, the the stuff, the turf that they use on football fields. You get like a big roll of it on the edge of each of these box store parking lots. And when they're not being used, you just roll it out. Ah, so there's a whole bunch of AstroTurf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this can be used... For what? As a park. My or God. even for football. Ah. Oh. So instead of building the stadium, we could just move our football team like out to these like astroturf like fields. Exactly. We could save money. We don't need to build we could we could repurpose. We could speak to the open spaces repurposing working group and get them to repurpose the open space in the stadium. Fantastic. And we could move all of the football into our parking lots. Nice. So what would the stadium become? I uh, they haven't worked those details out yet. Okay. Yeah, maybe next week. Step three, profit. <laughs> exactly. All right. So, um, okay, I guess with that, uh, we'll we move have, on to the rest of our innovative revenue tools. I'm glad we have some other ones. All right. That's, uh, that's the last of our uh, innovative revenue tools for today. I love I love the new innovative revenue tools they come up with every week. Yeah, it's fantastic. I know. Do they come from upstairs? Is that they must? They must. They yeah. must. Very professional sounding. Yeah. All right. So I guess we're moving into the outstanding improvements part of the agenda now. We are. Excellent. I, I agree with you. All right. It all counts. So there's been big stuff happening this week. Has there? Yeah. I, I I should full disclosure. I actually have a condition. Every morning I wake up and I uh, lose all my memory, and mm-hmm. then I have to watch like a presentation from myself telling me about my own life. Oh, really? Yeah. So when when you reference things, it often I often just smile and nod and pretend. Okay. Um, well, there was a big council meeting this week. Oh, oh, that sounds great. Yeah, Monday night. Um, big important things were covered. Uh, the 2016 uh-huh. back alley maintenance bylaw was passed on Monday night. Shut the front door. It's true. $1.6 million are going to be invested in gravel back alleys this year, and $3.2 million will be invested in paved back alleys this year, truly, whether you like it or not. Truly, this is a golden age of back alley maintenance. Yeah. Yeah. Also... The cemeteries bylaw was passed on Monday. Good, because cemeteries have been like just like lawless wastelands for too long in this city. Yeah, yeah, it's a a standard casket internment is now going to cost you $1,035. I'll start saving. And if you want to put your cremated remains in an 18-inch by 18-inch opening, $335. That sounds like a better deal overall. I think so. Yeah, getting burned into ash. I'm... I'm I'm not even going to save for that. I'll just I'll just trust that I've got 300 bucks on hand when my day comes. Yeah. Anything else? Oh, the budget, the city budget. Oh, that's yeah. Is that is that important? It's kind. Some important. people are saying it's kind of important. Okay. Yeah. I suppose. I don't know. Do you want an overview of it? Yeah, yeah. Let's have an overview of this. Okay. I know, like it's thing. yeah. 
It's hard to make the budget interesting. It's about as hard as trying to explain why cricket is awesome to an actual cricket. <laughs> but I will do my best. <laughs> um, so, just the most important thing, just to get it out of the way, we were going into the budget with a 3.9% property tax increase proposed. And that is not what we're getting. Uh, the city council was able to drop it to 3.3%. They knocked 0.5% off that property tax increase. Are the city council, are they heroes or demigods for dropping that 5%? Like, which which is it? I mean, they're, they're either one of the two. I don't know where they would sit in the pantheon of Regina. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I, I do, I do know that, uh, they are the masters, according to one tweet from John Klein, uh, they are uh, the masters of a dog and pony show. Oh. Yeah, although it didn't sound as complimentary uh, just from his tone. Although I think it would be pretty cool to like actually run a show with dogs and ponies. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah, everybody loves dogs and ponies. Yeah. And I think that's what they're going for, right? Because next year is an election year, and this is their election budget. Right. So, you they, know. They can be maybe be replaced by dogs and ponies next year. Right. Be so cool. That would be so wonderful. Um, they also dropped one point off the utility rate. So the utility rates were supposed to go up by 6% this year, and there was a motion to drop it to 5%. Wow. So here we are on the floor of council, and they are, you know, cutting your tax increases uh, as they go along. I don't, I don't know how they're going to pay for all those back alleys now. That's a good question. Yeah. Oh, actually, I can tell you. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. Um, your back alleys, you pay for them. Ah, uh, Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So, like, everybody who has a back alley, they're going to get, like, a statement, and they have to, like, pay to cover the cost of the asphalt or the uh, gravel. Yeah. So it makes it a really easy bylaw for them to pass every year because they don't actually spend a whole lot of money on it. I understand. Yeah, it's all kind of covered by the users. I, I have a feeling sometimes, like, there's another joke in this whole back alley talk, mm. but I haven't figured it out. Yeah. Um, so how they got to the 3.3% uh, from 3.9%, uh, it turns out they they based their budget models upon um, sort of like the projection into the future about what they expect to get from property taxes. So in 2015, they're making the budget and they say, okay, well, we figure we're going to have like this many people in the city and this is how much money we can expect to earn. And they made their budget, they published it, they handed it out, everybody read it, and uh, they, surprise, found an extra million bucks just before budget day. And so Councillor Bryce passed a motion saying, uh, well, let's put that million dollars that we didn't know we were going to have, that the, that the computers, the, ENIAC, the same ENIAC machine that uh -huh. uh, operates our coffee maker... And our recording devices uh, is predicting an extra million dollars for next year. So they decided to throw that right against the mill rate and drop it down by half a point. Excellent. I'm, I'm glad to hear they went to such extensive calculations. Yeah. And then uh, getting down from 6% to 5%, uh, Councillor Young uh, made a motion. Uh, basically, uh, I guess councillors have been getting inundated with phone calls about the utility rates, and this has been going on for more than just this year. But uh, people have been phoning up angry that they've been getting between like 9 and 6% um, utility rate increases like every year for years and years and years. They're like, why don't you guys have enough money to run our water? And uh, so Councillor Young passed a motion to, like, drop it by 1% because she had spoken to staff, and they said, yeah, we could probably make the water run for a percent less. 
And uh, they're going to do a report this year where they're going to do a deep dive into the utility uh-huh. rates, uh, into our water utility rates. Nice. And uh, they will have a report back in the third quarter of 2016 is the hope, where they will, you know, sort of revisit the whole notion of how much to, like, raise utility rates by every year and try to get it to a sustainable level. By which time they'll just be saying, no water, so thirsty, so thirsty. That'll be the whole presentation. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, there were reactions on Twitter after the budget came out. Ooh, do tell. Okay. Uh, Fougere, at uh, the end, he uh, talked about how this was a great day and that the budget speaks to the priorities of council. And and at CM Courtright, Chris Courtright, said, yes, it does. No argument here. Their priorities is the only thing that is transparent. Hmm. Um, on the change to the utility rate and comments at council about the value of, um, yeah, so there's like the usage rate and there's the base rate. So there's like everybody pays the base rate and then how much you use your water goes up and down and you pay based on your this variable rate. Um, Brendan Clace at EH1BBQ said, uh, variable rate is crap. Lived in Ontario. Everyone did their laundry at the same time stressing the system. How does that help? Uh, the police budget was also passed that night. Right. Uh, you mentioned John Klein Regina. John Klein earlier. He yes. goes by at John Klein Regina on Twitter. He would. Yeah. He said, useful policing on bikes saved my life, not even exaggerating. And as I recall the story ending, he actually winds up being a cyborg for reals at the end of that story. What? Yeah. Oh, tell us, tell us quickly the story, if, if you, how much, if you recall it clearly. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he had a heart attack. Basically, went into cardiac arrest uh, while he was doing some bike stuff, and uh, the, there were bike police nearby who were able to like get to him, and they were able to get him emergency care, like lickety split, and uh, he now has like uh, some device inside him to make sure he had like one of these, you know, uh, heart problems that he didn't know about. And just Anyways. snuck up on him yeah. while he was on a bike. Yeah, I interviewed him about this earlier this year. Yeah. So. so it's funny how bikes are like the can be the instruments of death, and yet bikes saved his life. Yeah. And then the last comment that I uh, wanted to bring up was uh, just from out of nowhere, not related to anything, at Stoutenfreak said of council, uh, this is like a long-term care home, and then a word that I can't say on uh, in this show, in this uh, meeting. Sorry. Bugger? Uh, duty. I believe oh. it was duty. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. So... He he, Stoughton Freak I think needs a bit of back alley maintenance. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's sure. I'll, I'll pass that on to him. <laughs> Please tell Stoughton Freak. Anyway. Okay, have I made you go to sleep yet? I, our guests are very quiet. You were talking. Sorry. They're they're being yeah. they're being highly infotained right now. Yeah. I think is what's happening. Uh, the police budget was also brought up last night. Yes, this, this I think, would be the most exciting part of the whole evening. Yeah, yeah, because the police are the only people who show up to budget night carrying weapons. <laughs> so is it just anybody can do this, but they just happen to bring the weapons? No, no, they no? just wear their sidearms like their fashion accessories. Okay, yeah. so... So you cannot, so an average citizen cannot show up at these meetings carrying a uh, a carbine, semi-automatic, no. rifle, um, a bat with a nail through it? Mm, no, and not neither a blaster. Oh. Blasters are not allowed. And hats. You're not allowed to wear hats to city council. Well, I don't know what they think you could do. Like, you're like, um, 
some James Bond villain with exactly. like a throwing hat that oh. slices um, statues' heads off. Can you, can you can explain why we have no statues in Regina? Because because of because of James Bond like assassins. Yeah, like with with razor until hats. the big city hall hat crackdown. We were littered with statues all there, over downtown. Great razor brimmed hats flying everywhere, statue heads toppling. That's why nobody that's why when you move, I moved here, nobody ever walked downtown because yeah. it was a death trap. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, I felt much safer having the police at their uh, budget meeting last night. Uh they were asking for a budget increase of 5.3%, which works out to about 3.6 million dollars. Uh their total budget is about 71 million bucks. Uh, kind of key items on their agenda. We actually talked about this, I think, two weeks ago. Uh, were eight new constables. Um, part of their $155,000 ask for emergency service equipment and rifles is the addition of carbine rifles to their, uh, their arsenal hmm. uh, at the police. Now, I, I, I hear they're worried about accuracy. They are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's quite something when you when you hear them talking about accuracy and you realize what they mean by accurate is like, hitting the right people with bullets. Yeah. I don't think they have to do that very often here. Yeah, apparently they, uh, until now, they were, well, not until now, but until recently, they were, um, they were allowed to carry shotguns. And chainsaws. <laughs> yes. Yeah. If they could strap them onto their hands. Yes. Yes. There's a special, like, ash dispensation. Yes. So you could actually, yeah, if you, if you, yeah. if you could do it and you were facing off against, like, Deadites or zombies, you could use a chainsaw. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And uh, but yeah, so uh, sh shotguns were deemed uh, not very practical because they have a habit of not entirely hitting the object that you're shooting at, and maybe hitting like other objects around the the intended object. Exactly, that wouldn't be fun. Yeah, and it was a little bit disturbing that um, our police chief did refer to shooting at objects with carbines versus shooting at objects with shotguns. Yeah. When I don't know exactly how many objects they need to shoot. Well, hopefully the fewer the better. Yeah. Yeah, especially now that we have no statues. Exactly. Mm. Well, you know, we, we those only, like, are vulnerable to hat attack. Yeah. So, um, so well, what you else? You know, just back to the police and the shooting. I mean, oh, sure. In my neighborhood there, or not my store neighborhood, uh, there was a couple of shootings the a few weeks ago. Oh, well, yes. You guys heard, remember hearing about that? So, no? Well, it was kind of, yes. Okay. Uh, two people were shot. Okay. Uh, Sunday wow. night, yes. And, uh, you know, their presence there was much more appreciated. I, I can imagine. Know, who wants to get shot? Exactly. Jeez. I'll put that in my presentation that I, that I watch every morning when I wake up. So I, so I remember. So you remember? Yeah. It yeah. really does take up a lot of the day the older you get. So You can't yeah. just tattoo that information on yourself? That's a great idea. I'll put that in the presentation so I remember to tattoo stuff on myself to reduce the time of the presentation. Polaroids help too. Polo yes, Polaroids and uh, and and tattoos. I think I'll just the presentation will just be good morning. Your name is Aiden, uh, and uh, please please refer to the tattoos on your body and your Polaroids. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are crazy. Um, they, I guess one of the things that happened at this meeting is the whole police budget was incredibly tense. Um, a lot of people showed up to speak about it, and there was a lot of um, sort of concern about the police's re uh, relationship with people in the city. Uh, their biggest concerns were uh, the police. One of the things in their budget is they instituted last year an unwanted guest initiative, or as they call it, the trespass to property initiative. Um, 
which, you know, the police argued uh, at the meeting uh, that was asked for by businesses who've been having trouble with um, people coming into their stores and stealing things repeatedly and not leaving. And they had very little sort of recourse to get these people out of their shops. Um, so they've been working with the police to try to reduce the number of these incidents. Um, hmm? It seems a little, I, I have to say, it does seem a little odd when you're just hearing about it. Because you'd think that if somebody was stealing from your business, you could phone the police and the police would not say, well, we have no program to deal with that. <laughs> I'm sorry, we're not aware of any laws in the books that are, that are you know, that's stopping them from, like, stealing from you. Yeah. 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 But and I'm, I, I'm, sure, I'm sure I understand there is a need for this program, but that's all I'm going to say. The people who showed up in the gallery had a different opinion. They mm -hmm. felt that this program unfairly tar targeted First Nations people, people with mental health issues, the poor, panhandlers. Uh, that was that was one of their biggest concerns, is that um, the police are not ha finding a way that they can like ask panhandlers to move along, and that that's what this is being used for. As opposed to legitimate thefts. It's yeah. the way of like getting rid of the undesirables and moving them along. Yeah, so that's what the gallery, that's what people in the gallery were saying. Meanwhile, the police were um, saying that, uh, yeah, that this is, this is something the business has said they've needed for a while. Uh, there was also concerns about uh, the lack of oversight of the police. Um, the police responded. Now, it was interesting that uh, the police got a long time to talk, and uh, they had a, they, the council was very fawning over them in their questions. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say they were grilled. Um, <laughs> but they did point out that there are three civilian commissions that oversee the police as the Regina Police Board, the Sask Police Commission, and the Public Com Complaints Commission. And our chief of police argues that, you know, they take any complaint against the police very seriously and that if people have problems, you know, he urged people to go to the Public Complaints Commission with their concerns. Fair enough. Yeah. So hopefully we can all follow back up on this at another time. Uh, there were other groups that came out to speak on the budget. Um, the main budget. So the police budget passed, no problem. Uh, the groups that came out to speak on the main budget, because there's like a period where there's a whole bunch of people come out and say, eh, we love your tax taxes, or we don't love your taxes. Uh, on the not loving the taxes side were, were the Regina Realtors. They don't like taxes? Well, they said in their presentation that, you know, they accept the budget, but they spent a lot of time talking about how um, property taxes will reduce demand for housing. That, that's one of the key determinants of whether or not a person's going to buy a house is how much they're going to be paying every year in taxes. So that, that would go along with, you know, how much they'd have to pay for the property. Right. And, you know, council pointed out that when you pay taxes, it covers, you know, the road going to your house, the pipes going into your house, the gas. Well, not the gas, but it goes to all of the infrastructure that supports your house. And um, Except for the back alleys. Except for the back alleys. Now you got to pay for yourself. Um, but next week, interestingly enough, there is going to be another special council meeting on development levies which uh, the city wants to raise its development levies to cover the costs of the, all the infrastructure that goes into new houses and all the maintenance of infrastructure uh -huh. going out to new houses. And every time the development levies come out, the development community comes out to say, oh, we don't want those to go up because that will affect affordability of houses and reduce the number of people buying houses. So between the Regina Realtors saying don't raise property taxes and the Regina Development Community saying don't raise development levies, I'm not entirely sure 
how we're supposed to pay for any of the infrastructure that we're building in the city. We we dream it into being. Yeah. Well, and I mean, that's why we do innovative revenue tools on this, exactly. this department. Yes. I mean, that, that's is, is that not what we are here for, to suggest yeah. these kinds of groundbreaking improvements? Yeah. On 91.3 CJTR Radio. Uh, Regina's community radio station. Yeah. Indeed. Hmm. So uh, the last one uh, that we should talk well, one of those two that we should talk about. Bike Regina came out. Uh, they were upset that uh, there's not so much bike infrastructure in this year's budget. Uh, they pointed out that there was $50,000 for a south of downtown bikeway study and design. That doesn't seem to be in the new budget. Uh, project and funding are not, in fact, present. Uh, they said uh, the 12th Avenue bikeway that was planned for 2017 is no longer mentioned. Um, yeah, they wanted some bike infrastructure. Uh, they also talked about... Um, Incorporating bike infrastructure into the roads, like if you're repairing a road, put in the bike lane. While you're doing it, it'll save you millions of dollars over the long term. We have all these plans for bikeways and improving bike infrastructure in the city. The city's never done this, even though Bike Regina comes out every year to say, why don't you do this thing that you have plans to do? And they never get around to it. Um, Maybe if they actually were allowed to bring their bikes in to the meeting. Yeah. And maybe do like a small sort of... Show maybe with dogs, with dogs and <laughs> dogs ponies. And ponies. That, yeah. that, that would you know uh, actually that would actually work. Maybe we just need to stop building bike infrastructure and make dog and pony infrastructure because everybody mm-hmm. loves dogs and ponies. Exactly. You yeah. can have just sort of like tracks and little kennels, mm-hmm. like, like just at like little you know periodic you know locations. And like those things that the ponies jump over, uh, like steeplechase. Oh yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah, the steeple never moves, though. There's never even a steeple. I don't know why they call oh, it steeplechase. That's sad. Right. Um, the, the last group that came out uh, that I wanted to talk about was the Circle Project. Uh, they're an organization that uh, helps Aboriginal families and uh, provides childcare services and um, counseling programs and family violence programs. Uh, they do really good work. Uh, they came out to mention that um, the community services uh, fund has no, the, the size of the pie. So there's a pie for community services. It's a certain size, and it gets chopped up into pieces, and each of these community groups gets a piece of pie. Mm. And, you know, the, the the pie has not grown, but the demands on the pie have increased. It sounds like there's a, like an irresolvable pie tension going on. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. And uh, the Circle Project was saying, asking, you know, perhaps we could consider growing the pie. Hmm. Um, and there were a lot of, like, very concerned questions from counselors who uh, seemed to take this very seriously. Uh, but then uh, Councillor Fraser passed a motion uh, that, well, he had a motion discussed. He didn't get it passed. He asked uh, for a million bucks to go into the community services fund. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a bit of a Dr. Evil sum, but I, I like yeah. it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it is, isn't it? Yes. Um, it sounds like a lot, but it probably wouldn't be. It probably um, would not. Especially since the Circle Project pointed out that their budget from the city, 
Excuse me. Their budget from the city started out at eighty thousand dollars, and it's now down to around like sixteen or eighteen thousand. I didn't write the number down, but it's like in the sixteen to eighteen thousand dollar range. So they've had oh a significant God. cut in their budget uh, from the city. That is not a big bite of pie. No, it is a tiny bite of pie. And so, if you add like a million bucks to the budget and you restore the Circle Project, you're going to have to restore everybody else, and that million bucks will get eaten up quite fast. And Fraser pointed out that forty percent of um, uh, the people who ask to get money from this fund get turned away. So not only are the people who are getting the money, their their needs are increasing, uh, inflation is incurring, and they're not uh, the pie is not growing. But other groups that are starting up or exist in the city are not able to you know avail themselves of city funds. Um, and here actually uh, is how Councillor F- oh shoot I'm an idiot. Um, here is how Councillor Fraser talked about this. In council. Now, um, I, you might want to listen to this. <laughs> oh, wait, hang on. I'll just I'll make it so you can all hear it. Um, Councillor Fraser uh, uh, was defending his motion. Uh, Councillor Hawkins had decided that he wanted to make it a referral motion so that it would just be referred back to, uh, to administration. They could discuss it for next year's budget. Um, and this is what Councillor Fraser had to say on that. And I should note... Um, I recorded this through the vents, so the sound quality, <laughs> I just, whatever sound I could pick up down here, I was able to record, so the sound quality is not up to our usual standards. Um, a few points I'd like to make. Right now, about 40% applications are funded, so to be clear, the little over $3 million we get, there's more than that that doesn't get funded, so long million dollars uh, sounds like a lot. Uh, to be clear, even if we were to add a full million dollars, there's only 40% applications that are not funded. There's still applications that are not funded, not because they're good, not good applications, they're not funded because there's no money to fund them. Um, we've sort of danced around this one for, for three years now. Uh, unfortunately, folks, this is this is our last chance. This is our last budget for this council. Next year, it's going to be, unless all of us end up being elected again, boy, let's hold that this. <laughs> I'm speaking to myself. Okay. Perhaps you could uh, give us uh, like yeah. a, a sense of, of what that was. So what he said was, um, this is our list ki- last kick at the can on this, uh, unless uh, we all get elected again next election. Boy, let's hope that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, it sounds like he was like basically saying he wishes that his fellow counselors would not get reelected. But then he followed that up by saying, I was talking about me, guys. So I don't know if Councillor Fraser is saying something about his feelings about uh, the next election, but that's what he said. And I really apologize for that. The yeah. sound quality on that was worse than I thought. That's all, that's quite all right. Yeah. Uh, it's there. Lots of explication. Uh, it occurs to me there's um there's a better me- metaphor for for this pie issue. Mm-hmm. Um, some years ago, and this is actually in my morning presentation that I watch uh, because it's a valuable memory. Um, I went to a Denny's in Calgary. Okay, <laughs> and there was an advertisement for pie, um, and for an extra dollar twenty nine, you could get extra pie flavor added to your pie. No, so it's not about growing the pie; it's about getting in that extra pie flavor. That's it. We 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 now know the recommendation we can send upstairs exactly. on how to deal with this problem. Precisely, we we need uh, we need dogs and ponies all over the place yep. and extra pie flavor to make it happen. Excellent. I feel like we've had a very very productive meeting tonight. I, I think I think this is going to like 
break the whole thing wide open and they might let us up onto the first floor. Fantastic. All right. Um, I'd like to make a motion to adjourn. I don't know about you. Uh, okay, motion passed. All right. You have been listening to the weekly broadcast of the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina's community radio station. We would like to thank Shane Anetka and Ryan Lota, a.k.a. Nyarla Hotep, uh, for coming on to the show tonight and talking about Star Wars and the Science Center and all that good stuff. Also, of course, thanks to Ryan Hill, a.k.a. Guidewire, for providing our fantastic theme music. Uh, good night, everybody, and keep on improving Regina.